Birds flying high, you know how I feel. I'm pretty sure you don't, but I feel I feel I feel good. I feel good. Welcome, welcome, welcome again to um, another episode on Reds Speak. Thankfully, it's a Wednesday. And yes, I I do feel good. I mean, physically, I feel crappy, but I guess there's more to life than meets the eye. Mind over matter, right? Today, today I'm going to deviate from the, the nuggets because we know facts tell but stories sell. So, I, I want, I want, I want, I want us to look at the subject of self-belief, because I believe that we are only a product of our mindsets. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And in this episode, I'm going to share a couple of stories I heard from some friends of mine. Well, to be precise, just two of my friends. I, I don't I don't have many friends. And I know I did it. No, I don't have the permission to share it. So I'm going to just make it vague um and i pray you get you get the, the the point behind it it's it's ironical how much we take for granted the very things that are gifts and blessings what would you say if you came across somebody with no feet and a couple of hours ago you were complaining that your shoes were too tight what would you what would you say to someone who has never seen electricity when a few days ago you you ranted and raved because in an electric bulb blew out in your house. Something I forever will, will be thankful for growing up was that my my parents made me believe that regardless of who, who, whatever the person thought, my belief was what counted. And so believing in myself was extremely important. And, and, and I've always wrong with that. It's, it's, it's an opportunity when you, you are let into someone's soul. Because vulnerability is not a sign of weakness, it's a sign of humanity. Which brings us again to the to the to the point of 
what exactly is humanity? A couple of days ago, I had um, the honor of calling up a friend. You, you, you know, you have these instances because because of how, how frenetic life is, you know, a name drops in your head or in your heart and you know you're supposed to call the person, but somehow you let life get in the way. And so this was one of those cases I, I, I you know, I wanted to call her, I've been meaning to call. I called and left a voicemail. Really wasn't expecting to get a call back. I believed I would, but human nature. And I get a call back. And it it was an it was an amazing phone conversation. One of the things I I I I heard was how they were they were looking at um, increasing the size of their family and um, you know out of out they were, they were blind, blindsided when you know um, they found out they were expecting and while I was saying oh congratulations she said well he's not he's not here with me he's with the father and I paused. And at that moment, I asked myself, what do you say? And I said, okay, you, you, my, my, my sincere condolences. But what really stuck out to me in the conversation was her outlook, you know, her beliefs. And she, she, she she shared with me that she's been she's been pre- privy to having six children, but is raising only two on this side of the world. Now to the lady out there who's got five boys and wants a girl so desperately. But she's willing to do anything. What would you say to what what would be what would be the reaction of the lady who is in her mid thirties and has just one child? What would what would what would be what would be the reaction of the lady who has three kids and is complaining about the fact that the father is not in their life. Juxtapose that with a lady who is happily married, who has been to the labor room six times, but has only two. And like I said, it was a beautiful conversation because it turned from being, hey, I want to invite you to something to understanding that this was a time where iron could sharpen iron. I've got my own med- I've got my own health issues, and you know, she 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 acknowledged that. And I told and I told her I said, one thing I believe is wherever you find yourself, you're there for one of two reasons: you're either there to teach or you're there to learn. 
and so it would be very it would be it would be easier for her to you know resonate with a a, a mother who just lost her kid you know a couple of hours after after being in the labor room now that wouldn't be that wouldn't be a fun mission but it will be a mission all the same and so it was it was it was it was refreshing to realize that she had taken all that and could still remain thankful and i'm talking about being thankful to the extent where she could express love to the gynecologist we all know that the stereotypical doctor you know is aloof and so she was stuck with this aloof cold gynecologist and 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 the the the, the fellow was so was so browbeating that he was unable to save her baby but she had peace as a christian that she had come to terms with the fact that she knew where her her, her newborn son was that she was able to talk to the gynecologist and tell him hey you need to let it go because you look like you're in a mess you need to go take care of yourself and the the gynecologist the 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 gyne, the gyne broke into broke broke down and, and became very emotional because he couldn't quite understand how she had just gone through this and still had enough room in her heart to show concern for him. Now again, it boils down to people don't really care how much you know until they know how much you care. A couple of hours ago, I was speaking with another friend who's down in the dumps. You know, she hates what she's doing completely she hates it she's been doing it for 19 years now and and and, and she, she 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 shared she shared you know a couple of things she wishes she could do and i told her i said um god is good i mean good is good is out of god god is good because that's who he is God isn't good when we have everything, when we have, you know, you know, a warm one meal in our belly. Or we've got we've got fairly okay clothes on our back. And we've got probably a 2019 model packed in the garage. And you know that on a particular date, you're gonna get an alert on your account because funds are hitting your account. God is good, right? But what 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 would happen to that concept if you didn't have a job, you didn't know where your next meal was coming from, your your car had just been repossessed? Would that would that affect how good God is? Personally, I don't think it. I don't think it should. But well, that's that brings us again to the subject of choice and free will. Because it's not up to us to choose when God is good, because God is good regardless of what we believe or not. 
God is good regardless of the circumstances, regardless of what the circumstances are saying, regardless of what your bank account is saying, regardless of what your medical history is saying. God is good. And so I challenged my friend and I told her, I said, listen, growth only comes when you step out of your comfort zone. I want want to say that again. Growth and progress only comes when you step out of your comfort zone. What do I mean by comfort zone? I just I just talked about it. You, you know, you don't you don't have to think about where the next meal is coming from. You don't have to think about where where the next funds paycheck is coming from. You don't have to think about how do I go to my next appointment or something. In order to grow, in order to achieve just a measure of the purpose, the plan that we are created for, God needs us to step out of our comfort zone. Now, this is this is the challenge. There's a lot of fear outside your comfort zone. And so it's always best to just remain in comfort zone. You know, no big deal. No, no sweat. But faith and fear don't cohabit. Faith and fear are incompatible. And if we claim to believe in something, I believe in God, I believe in Jesus dying for my sins, I believe in the fact that the same spirit that rose Jesus from the dead is at work within me, not just to give me the ability to desire to do God's will, but also strengthens me and gives me the power to actually do it. And so, stepping out of your comfort zone requires a level of faith. But again, Christianity is a lifestyle based on faith. Now, without faith, it is impossible to please God. So we need faith in everything we do. I mean, the very simple things, just like getting off, getting out of your bed. You don't even, you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't spend an iota on, and you know, a modicum of a second, asking yourself, will is the is the ground still flat? You just get out of your bed. You know, you don't, you don't think about it. You don't, you don't believe in anything. You, you, so, so we, we, we've, 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 you know, over over time, pushed and pushed and pushed stuff to where where faith now seems to be an extraordinary ability. When it's not, you either believe in something or you don't. And 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 and, and while while I was speaking, with my friend, you know, I told her, I said. Um, Realize that the very things that have brought you to where you are are not the same things that will take you to where you want to be. And so you have to make a decision. You have to make a choice. You have to make a decision to be thankful. You have to make a decision to look for that glimmer of light, no matter how dark the night is. Because when you focus on that glimmer of light, then you can actually put your faith to work. Put your faith to work. And, and I'm I'm sharing I'm sharing these two stories from two remarkable ladies 
because I believe the, the, the people out there who haven't taken out time to look at what they've been blessed with, but rather are focusing on the things that they want, not what they need, but the things that they want. Now it's kind of it's kind of weird because we we are not authors of our own lives. We we don't we don't have we don't have a say as to what's going to happen to us today. The only thing we have is now. I don't know what's going to happen in the next thirty minutes. And so personally, I have chosen to always be different, to be the one to extend an arm, you know, to someone who's who needs who needs help, to be to be the the ears, like my kid brother said the other day, you know, knowing what knowing what the challenge the, the challenges you face are is solving the problem 50%. And I I I I, I agreed I agreed with him. However, in 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 the situation we find ourselves today, do we take our time to believe in ourselves? Because the truth is no matter how many people believe in you if you do not believe in yourself, then it all comes to naught. Because you are the subject of your own life story. Every other person is just a passing character. I mean, there may, one or, well, there may be one or two people who would have, you know, um, what's it called? Um, you know, that star appearance. But it's just for a couple of minutes. You are the main subject in your life story. And so you need to get a grip on it. You need to you need to first of all identify what your purpose is because when you do then you have something to work towards what, what, what would you tell what would you tell someone who you know was offered a scholarship to read to do his postgraduate thingy and he travels millions of miles gets to the school and the school says hey we've recalled it what would you tell that person at that instant do you think if rules were reversed do you think you'll be able to say god is good i doubt that but the truth is god is good regardless of what happens and the sooner we understand that and the sooner we, we we you know we cling and put our hopes on that the further god is able to take us because the truth is, whatever limitations we are facing now are the limitations, limitations that we have placed on ourselves. Why do I say that? Because I say that because God says, I am the Lord of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me to do? So there's no impossibility with God. And it's God and me, it's God and you. And so if, if there are no limitations with God, then what are limitations with you? God didn't set limitations on you. You set them on yourself. Now you might you might come up with a strong argument and say, hey, I was born, I was born without hands. Okay. I feel for you. But I've seen I've seen I've seen I've seen a girl paint with her feet. Now what would you say, you know, to 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 my friend who who has been in the labor room six times but has two two children to show for it? People, it boils down to our mindsets. It boils down to our ability to to be grateful. It boils down to our ability to wake up every morning and say, not because we we feel like saying it, but because we choose to say it that God is good. 
And so my charge to you is tell yourself God is good. Believe in yourself and know that there is nothing, there is nothing that can withhold you if you believe in yourself. I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening.